afternoon, Fabcasters. This is our bar with the Drive Time Podcast, the Fabcast for all believers. Or I should say the podcast for all believers. So, uh, as you know, I'm a sermon junkie type. I listen to a lot of sermons. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I read a lot. and So, here's one thing I've noticed in preaching. Uh, yeah, preaching more so than I than I read in books, but it seems like contemporary pastors, especially popular ones, they apologize whenever they reference the original languages of the Bible. So the Bible was written in Hebrew, um, a small portion in Daniel, Aramaic, and then all 27 books in the New Testament were written in Koine Greek. So Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. Hebrew and Aramaic kind of look like each other. So, but Hebrew and Greek are the basic two languages that the Bible's written in. And um, we have, this is a fact, we have zero original manuscripts, zero original documents for the Bible. And, and that, that might scare some of you, but uh, you need not be scared because there's so many manuscripts, there's thousands upon thousands of manuscripts that make up what we have today known as the Holy Bible. The 66 book canon of the Bible. So there are 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. The way I remember that is three times nine is 27. 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. And uh, 39 plus 27 is 66. Pretty cool math little thingy there. and. It's around 40 plus authors. We don't know who wrote Hebrews. We don't know who wrote, uh, you know, a couple of books. But that doesn't matter. The message is the same: that that man was created, that man fell, that God has provided redemption through His Son Jesus Christ, and that He's in the process now and forever until until eternity of restoring us back to the image of Jesus Christ. Creation, the fall, redemption, restoration. But here's, here's what I'm saying. Um, I, I heard two sermons recently, two sermons where the pastor preaching, he mentioned something in the Greek, but then he apologized for mentioning the Greek language. So the first guy I'm thinking of, he's like, uh, I don't mean to, I don't mean to bore you, but but this this word in the original language in the Greek is, and then he said it. And then I heard another one, very 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 popular, one of my one of my online mentors. He goes, Ah, you don't really care about this, but I'm going to tell you what this word means in the Greek. And I'm thinking, don't do that, pastors. Listen, listen to me. Why would you ever apologize? for being diligent in correctly handling the word of truth. It's like the Bible was, wasn't written in English. So all of us deep down really want to know what the Bible really says. And we could never get that unless we know what the original word says. It's sort of like a joke that's told. Um, I'm Filipino, so let's just say someone tells a joke in English, but it was translated from Tagalog and it sort of loses its steam. Like my, my, my son tries to tell this like Tagalog type joke, but uh, people don't get it, right? Like America or non, non-Tagalog speakers don't get it. That's because it's lost its umph, it's lost its meaning in translation. 
Um, the same thing happens in the Bible. So here's my plea. Please, pastors, don't ever apologize for going into the original language. No one's going to think that you're being arrogant. And even if they do, that's that's between them and God to, to uh, cast judgment upon someone. Uh, evil evil and offensive, wicked judgment on someone. Like, if someone says, ah, that pastor is being arrogant, showing how much he knows by going to the Greek, who cares? Uh, my buddy Chad and I had lunch today, and he's like, I definitely want to know what the original language says. I'm going to go off with some English translation. So, for instance, I uh, part of a men's group uh, last year, and I was harping on the fact that if we're going to do Bible study... We're going to do proper exegesis and hermeneutics. And exegesis means ex. Ek is the preposition out. And Jesus, exegesis means we're going to pull the meaning out of the text. As opposed to eisegesis, E-I-S, preposition in, insert our own meaning into the text. I said we're going to use hermeneutics, which is the the uh, science of interpretation, uh, the, the art of interpretation, from the Greek god Hermes, who is the messenger god. And I said, gentlemen, when we study the Bible, we should be studying um, with proper exegesis and hermeneutics, which means we're going to go into the original language. And there was the, there was one gentleman who, who kind of fired back, and he says, I don't need, I, I just need this right here. Right, the English. And then I had another friend who says, I don't, I don't need to study the Greek and the Hebrew. Well, why not? It, and it sounded like an, it sounded like a pride issue. Like I don't need that. Well, why, why the attitude? And so I said, let me let me just give you an example. Um, in the book of Job, we have all heard that Job's wife said to his to her husband, "Just curse God and die." Look up. There's tons of sermons on this. That Job's wife said, curse God and die. Well, if you look at the Hebrew word for how we've translated curse God and die, it's the Hebrew word baracha, baracha, which means to bless, means to bless. She never said curse God and die. She said bless God and die. Now, now, now that's a, um, at this point you're thinking, what? That doesn't make any sense. Now it's an isagogical issue, which means we must interpret that text in the time when it was written. So we're going to go into the culture, we're going to go into the background, we're going to go into that idiomatic statement in Hebrew literature and see what other Hebrew writers said during that time. Like, how was that used? And so that's all background stuff. That's all diligent. That's part of rightly dividing the word of truth. And there doesn't need to be any apology from all these pastors. There doesn't need to be any arrogance associated with it. We're just being diligent. Second Timothy 2.15, um, I believe that's the passage where it says, now, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So correctly handling what, what God's given us. At least for the New Testament, Paul was talking about that. And I, I, am, I am certain that it applies to Old Testament scripture as well, which is the word of God. Um, I think, I think, and I believe that if you're going to be a pastor and you're going to preach and teach, you should know the original languages. 
not to be a not to be a subject matter expert and be fluent in Greek and Hebrew, but but man, but just to ask God to to stretch you. See that that guy just honked at me for no reason. Weird. Anyways, idols. The, the road is an idol factory. He doesn't know I'm making a podcast that's preaching the gospel. All right. Mm, where was I? Yeah, I think if you're gonna preach and teach, you're gonna you're, you learn the original language, learn how to do proper exegesis, hermeneutics, asking the five W's and an H: who, why, what, when, where, how. In the text, bombarding the text with questions, figuring out the the big idea of the passage, figuring out the subject of the passage, figuring out what what text complements that subject, all those all those good things that we've been sharing for over a decade on forallbelievers.org. Um, and if you're you know, if you're a, a student of the word, and whether you're in a community group or a Bible study. And you have this earning, this this itch deep down to, hey, I want to know what the original languages are. Then download the Waves Study Bible app. You can look up any text. It's just, this is for Greek. I'm not sure if they've done Hebrew yet. But you can hover over, put your, you can tap your finger on a word, and it will tell you the Greek word for it. How easy is that? You don't even need to go to seminary to learn this stuff. But if you really want to go into a deep dive, go to go to seminary. Um, if, if you, if there's a burning in your heart to know like, hey, how do we know we really have the Bible? You said there's no original manuscripts. And um, I, I believe the New Testament is based off of 24,600 manuscripts that were all compiled, stretched out from the third century all the way until later centuries. But 24,600 manuscripts. If you want to study those things, then you are called into the the ministry of textual criticism. That's what the scholars call it. Uh, guys like Bruce, Bruce Metzger, and who have dedicated their lives to studying which texts are authentic, and then they rate these things A, B, C, and D to see which ones are are are, are reliable. Thank God for those guys on the team. If God is calling you to be an exegete, you really want to know how Greek syntax works and all then praise God, pursue that with all your heart. God's calling you to be a, a homiletician, you know, a preacher of the word and able to contextualize it in, in any context and go forth. We need everybody on the team. No one, unless you're Jesus, no one's going to be an expert in all the different disciplines in the fields. But uh, we're all called to be students of the word. We're, called, we're all called to be diligent. Um, but there are going to be other people we, we rely on. Like some people are heavily into historical theology and studying what Calvin or Luther or, or Jonathan Edwards or whatever. Or can even contemporary preachers. They study what other guys have said about the word. And we need those guys on the team. And as just as a football team, how everybody has different positions. We're all unified in our overall strategic objective everybody's got a different tactical um, application or, or tactical objective but thinking strategically we're, we're all we're all leaning towards what does God have to say to us 
how do we apply this thing? You know, how, how, do, how, does this, how does the gospel hit the ground here and now today? But anyway, say thank you for listening to my rant. Once again, I will end how I begun. And pastors, do not ever apologize for going into the original languages. Bring it. Our congregations need it. So do you. All right, Fabcasters, peace out. Love you. Bye.